Hi, and welcome back to the All By Grace podcast. Today we have an exciting conversation coming your way. We will be talking with Leroy and Marla Carlson, um, who serve as short-term missionaries, and we served with them um, this past year in Austria. So if you guys could tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, I'm Leroy. I'm Marla. And it was a delight to have a team that Hannah and Rachel were part of serving with us in Austria. Well, um, we are supposed to introduce ourselves. <laughs> so, um, I'm an ordinary guy who uh, loves life. Marla's an extraordinary woman who loves life. <laughs> you know? um, I think this uh, conversation is a little bit about, uh, so why do we do what we do? Mm-hmm. How do we get into this? Well, you know, we're all characterized by uh, doing things that brings us joy, doing things that are gratifying, doing things that are you know aligned with what our skills are, what our interests are. And I believe God's gifted each one of us with a special heart, a unique heart and unique abilities. It's kind of like, what's in your tool pouch? Mm-hmm. You know, all of us have a, a tool pouch and it might be serving, it might be cooking, might be fixing, might be healing people, Mm -hmm. might be doing things. And so my delight is in fixing stuff, making a place ready for God to be at work. Uh, And also places and environments that enable the Holy Spirit to be active. So that means using my hands. And I think Marla is similar in that. Yeah, I think... um... You know, God gives us the delights of our heart, and uh, Leroy and I met at Camp Timberley back in the 1970s, and at that time I was working on the waterfront and taking out girls' canoe trips. Um, But as the years went by, I had several other jobs at camp, working in the gift shop, snack shop, working in the kitchen, all Mm -hmm. things I enjoyed doing. Um, And I ended up being the gardener there for 25 years, and I just retired. But those were all delights that, of my mm-hmm. heart that I enjoyed in doing all the jobs that I did there at Camp Timberley over the past 30 years. Right? Yeah, yeah 30 years. <laughs> so, Leroy, you have told us that you've been on over 35 mission work treks and hopefully more to come, God willing. What would you say has been the most impactful trip um, and maybe why? Uh. Wow. Yeah, you know? Uh, yeah, we, uh, we've had to put it, you know, every one of them is unique. It's a unique team. Uh, sometimes there's uh, people that have been with us on a couple teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, every place we go, every situation we encounter is unique. I don't know that I've categorized them by most memorable. Yeah. But um, some things, um, probably two places. Um, most of the, both of these two places were in former communist countries, East Bloc countries. One was in what was called the former uh, East Germany, okay. to a town called Jena, and there we helped a small group of believers who uh, had gathered as a church during the communist era and had begun building a church out of a bombed out shell of a shoe factory. And we went over there just a couple years after the wall came down. About a year and a half. Uh, you know, okay. Yeah. 
And to, to see their love for the Lord and hear stories of their persistence through the tough times of, of being denied, uh, you know, the ability to meet openly and um, get things be, be active as believers in their culture and their country. And so just serving alongside them, we, we actually stuccoed the outside of the building mm -hmm. and uh, worked on scaffold out there. And we had great fellowship, great food. We stayed right in the building that we were working on. Um, we were, you know, worked right alongside them. Mm -hmm. It was cool just to hear their experiences. The other one that I think um, Marla was with me on this one, but working with a group of people in Slovakia, a small church in, uh, on the eastern part of Slovakia. They too had been an under, kind of an underground church until the wall came down. And then after the war, after the wall came down, they were able to build a church, a building, a beautiful building, just gorgeous. Uh, they really sacrificed and other groups from America came alongside them and helped them build. But to see their heart for people, and mm -hmm. even, uh, so we helped them design and uh, program and develop a camp Right, right next to the church property, there was some community land that, just a miracle story, how they were able to get that land for a dollar, or the equivalent wow. of a dollar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, so we, we laid out a camp and talked about philosophy and what they want to have there, and buildings and things, and started yeah. actually building it. Uh, so to know those people, that, that's, that's the delight of it. Too. And, and then to get to build, build stuff, you know, mm -hmm. to be a creative, be a, it's a creative process. Jesus was a carpenter, and I, I think that uh, I have a bit, I hope I have a bit of his heart mm -hmm. in me, <laughs> uh, because Jesus also took uh, lumber and made things out of it, you know, in the first 30 years of his life. Mm -hmm. He was a hand worker, and obviously there was delight in that, joy in that, and I have that same joy, building, fixing, mm -hmm. making tinkering. sticks. Yeah, tinkering. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Compulsive. A compulsive tinkerer. tinkerer. Yeah, I'm a compulsive tinkerer. Yeah. Yeah. If it's broken, he's got to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not obsessive, <laughs> but there's yeah. delight in fixing yeah. it. That, you know, that's, that's God's heart. Uh -huh. God's heart is fixing what's broken. He really wants to restore a relationship with us. He wants us to be restored and whole, not be broken. Mm -hmm. So, in that sense, that's God's heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we do. We take great delight in meeting Christians throughout the world to hear their stories of how God has used them mm -hmm. to further God's kingdom. So what got you guys started in these mission tracks? <laughs> As Marla points to Leroy. <laughs> started with summer mission trips for you. Yeah, and it probably goes back to a home environment that I grew up in. Um, my father was simply a, was simply a giving, caring uh, man. He was, a, he was a carpenter, a small construction company. We do remodeling. Uh, I mean, I, I only worked for him for about a year and a half. But even during, our, during my high school years, my dad would be the one that would help people in church to, their door wasn't shutting right, mm -hmm. or the window was stuck, or some, some plumbing didn't work. And, you know, he knew these people probably didn't have money to hire, you know, somebody to come and fix it. My dad would, would just fix things for people, do things. You just, 
He just served. And whatever was broken at church, uh, he, he helped fix, uh, take care of things. Mm -hmm. So we saw that. We helped out with that. That was just part of life. It was, uh, that was being as part of who God's made us to be. And there was joy in that. Mm -hmm. he, he found joy in that. Uh, he just didn't live a self-centered life. Yeah. Um, and so that was just normal for us. So, yeah, so when I got to college, uh, there was an opportunity to be going uh, for a summer mm -hmm. to Germany to work in a coffee house. Uh, I had studied German in high school, and so it was kind of a natural. And we, we spent the summer uh, being the managers of a kind of a teen, teenage coffee house, kind of Friday night, Saturday night, open place. Um, games, you know, foosball and ping pong and mm -hmm. just coffee and tea and, and just a place to connect with teenagers. So we did both, both fixing stuff, painting stuff, you know, do hand hand work there at the, at the teen center, as well as connect with teenagers. So that, that was a great experience and opportunities like that just kept coming my way. And working at camp just fit right into that, yeah. So ever since then, you've just been well, do you want been to involved. Your, your connection to the LPOP? Yeah, so that very summer, that very first summer that we served at the coffee house in southern Germany, uh, the missionary that we were working with um, had this, you know, this ministry going. He was planting a church and working with teenagers and youth, and he had a heart to, to take teens on, on camps, mm -hmm. camps and retreats. And so one weekend while we were there that summer, we took a weekend and went down to Austria. And he had rented, a, oh, like a hostel, a youth hostel. And we had a, quite a bunch of kids with us. And went and did hiking and Bible studies. And it was just a retreat, a team retreat. And then he said to me um, later that summer, you know, he said, I'd really love to have a place that could be used, you know, year-round. Uh, by other missionaries, by other churches, mm -hmm. as, as a Christian camp, as a place, as an environment, not a, not a rented place where other things are going on and you really can't control, you know, the environment or the atmosphere of the, of the house. It's a place that kind of dedicated to Christian camps and retreats. And so we went and we saw this building that he was looking at. It was an old, old guest house, old restaurant, bar, guest house in Austria. And ended up that... Uh, Churches were able to buy that, and then when it needed fixing up, we said we would. Uh, I mean, we knew this was going on. I said, "I'll come and I'll come and help build, fix up, remodel." So I spent a winter there after I graduated from college as the resident carpenter. I mean, groups would come on the weekend, or I'd go visit my friends uh, in Germany, but mostly just staying there, remodeling, fixing up the place. And for those who don't know, the LPOF was where Rachel and I served on our first missions trip with Leroy Marla this past summer. So that's why it's significant to Rachel and I, yeah. but also for Leroy Marla because mm -hmm. they also were there for a couple of years as a young married couple and mm -hmm. with their young daughter Katie at the time. So mm -hmm. definitely, definitely has a good, a good place in our hearts. One of the ministries that got started when we were over there in the mid-80s, was a Bible college out of Minnesota, said, can we come do English camp? And we said, sure, why not? Mm -hmm. And so that first summer, 
We had six kids. They were off from our local church. Um, <laughs> or neighborhood. Or neighborhood. And they had 12 staff. So we were well equipped. I was the cook and Leroy just kind of general manager, get mm-hmm. things going. But from that first summer, those English camps just grew and grew. And now they have four weeks at two different camps in Austria every year. And it's a great ministry mm-hmm. um, to get these kids to... Open the open a Bible and just hear the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So, and this is for Austrian kids who <clears throat> may never have been in a church, may never have studied God's Word, uh, learning English, practicing their English because mm-hmm. they have they have really high expectation of students in mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. To, to really know English well, and so they they find it as a, well. This will help my studies, and and of course it's a crazy American program with lots yeah. of activities. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. But just establishing relationships and showing them Christ. And they're studying God's Word together. Yeah, that still goes on there. So it's great to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to enable that. I mean, I'm, I'm not gifted as a teacher. Um, uh, that's not what I uh, find joy in. Mm-hmm. Building and preparing a place for those kind of things to happen, that's, that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. So what would you, what kind of advice would you give to someone who is either interested in missions and doesn't know like how to get connected either at our church or maybe at another church that they might be listening from? What kind of advice can you give to them as to taking that first step to serve? How, you know, how, how did, you know, how do they know that that's the right thing for them? What kind of advice can you, can you give? If any. Well, yeah, I think, first of all, know, realize, and, and take heart in the fact that God has equipped you with some talent and some abilities. Mm-hmm. And all of those talents and abilities can, can, be, can be put to use on the work check team. Because we need people who will serve the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. We need people just simply willing hands to take a look at your heart. What, what gives you delight? Mm-hmm. Is it in talking to people? Is it in... Working together on a team, uh, is it literally cleaning or sewing or mm-hmm. cooking, uh, helping people, being a help, seeing a team accomplish something? You'd say, wow, you know, all those things can happen, and I can be a part of that. Take, take heart that there's nobody that's of no use on a mm-hmm. team. In other words, teams need to be real diverse, and if you have willing hands, that's all that it takes. There will be mm-hmm. enough other talent to give direction or... Yeah. Um, help you out with it. It could be a team that's that's involved in street evangelism. It could be a team that's doing music ministry. It could be a team that's... Usually we just come alongside mm-hmm. existing ministries or, or missionaries and say, how can we help? Mm-hmm. How can we help? You know, they're the front line. They're in the culture. But how can we take care of uh, you know, improving the environment or helping the church build something? How can we help? And I, that's a good question to ask. How can I help? There was one team in Austria, and we got there, and the camp director's wife said, I would love to have this couch reupholstered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> but two other ladies on the team, one goes, well, I just sewed a tent from scratch. I'm like, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good start. <laughs> and the other lady says, well, I'm a, a, a judge for 4-H in sewing. And so between the three of us, we were able to um, mm-hmm. redo this couch, and it came out. I mean, it was just for youth, so it didn't have to look like super duper yeah. good. But we did get it recovered, and... That's yeah. good. God supplies the talents for the team to do what 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 His agenda is. You know? So, Cornelia asked me. She said, "Would you do this?" And I looked at her and I said, 
for a slice of apple strudel. <laughs> she laughed. <laughs> we did get the apple strudel, but... That's good. Yeah. yeah. I think Rachel and I can really, I mean, testify to what you guys are saying. We have ne- never had that much experience no. with, you know, painting or helping, you know, do much work. But when we went to Austria with Leroy, he was very good about giving tasks that he knew would be challenging for us, but also ones that we would find enjoyable. And so I don't think if you're, you know, there should be no fear, no fear associated with... Well, I feel like if mm-hmm. we get the people there, God will do the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys just were willing hearts. You had willing hearts and willing hands and, you know, you get some direction and, you know, God makes it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of all the diverse things we did there as a team that summer. Man. None of us were professionals at, at any of it, but mm-hmm. we got done. We had a good team. Yeah. yeah. Sure. What a delight. Huh? We'll wrap it up with this last question. What is something that God has been teaching you to lately, either together as a couple or um, individually. individually? It can be something big. It can be something small. you on the spot a little bit. I think for me, just through the past year and the events that have happened, is just just know that God is walking with you, mm-hmm. beside you, in front of you, behind you. Just know that He's right there with you each day. Uh, by nature, I'm not a very reflective person. I'm a forward-thinking, so mm-hmm. I'm always uh, thinking ahead. I don't live in the past. So it's... I don't, I don't know if I can't but... Something that uh, continually, uh, God gives me an opportunity to trust Him mm-hmm. with so many situations. With uh, I ask God to provide, walk before me, um, so that when I get to a situation or a challenge or a big job or needing personnel or needing hands or needing resources for a team or for something at the camp where I work, uh, to have confidence, not not cockiness in, oh, God will take care of that, but a confidence that God's going to provide. In fact, every mission work trek we, we, we sense that God's leading us on, mm-hmm. we depend on um, people to stand with us mm-hmm. uh, in supporting us financially to cover the travel costs. Mm-hmm. And in prayer. And in prayer, mm-hmm. and, you know, just blanket us with support in that way. And we realize that to to the very almost the day that we leave, we're depending on God to provide the financial resources, and He does. And that we get there, and we see that God provided just the team members that needed beyond the team mm-hmm. yeah. to get the work done. And just that constant, God's asking me to depend, and then see, I did it. Mm-hmm. God did it. And so that's a constant relearning cycle. Mm-hmm. Depend on me, and oh, great! Mm-hmm. This is good. This has been good. God, God provided. We just got back from a, a, a team project in, in Honduras. There were 12 of us. And we spent a lot of money on materials to, to do what we needed to do at Camp Cali. And we get back and we've just now settled up the finances. And I think we came out less than 1% uh, under the budget. Wow. In other words, mm-hmm. God provided 101% of what mm-hmm. we needed, mm-hmm. which was great. Yeah. God does those things. That's awesome. This is His work. We mm-hmm. Hold your hands out and say, I'm willing to go. Let's, mm-hmm. let's Just make, take that first step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Try it. 
So would you two go again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, for, for you, what was, what was the best part? Oh, now tables are turned. <laughs> I think for me the best part was just putting myself out there into a situation I had never been in. I'd never been on a true mission trip or putting myself into a situation where I had no idea what we were doing and I didn't feel like I was equipped or talented mm-hmm. enough to do the work that I knew we, what we were what we were doing. But I think just learning and um, taking it day by day and yeah. having fu- finding fun in the work you were doing, that was, you know, the most enjoyable part. I know, you know, Anna, Rachel's sister, and I would be painting and singing or we would be hiking, hiking, and, singing. hiking and singing or just, just <laughs> finding the joy and, you know, having a conversation while you're, um, you know, sanding off rust off of radiators, just those types of connections that you can find while doing the work. I think that that will make the experience mm-hmm. so much better. But I, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, I didn't feel like I was prepared. Like I felt prepared physically and mentally, but I didn't know how. We also didn't know exactly what to expect since it was yeah. our first trip. I think my favorite thing was both like, learning and growing um, outside of my comfort zones throughout the trip and just being like pushed in mm-hmm. new directions with um, both <laughs> physically and mm-hmm. just, um, with my relationship with God and then just being able to worship with other believers in a different country. Um, yeah. That was really cool to see. Just it's neat when you go into... The Lord and all over the world. It's, well, it's neat too when you go into a small little church in Austria and you think, oh, it's going to be all in, you know, German or any other Germanic language and you go in and they're singing, singing a song singing songs that like you hear on the radio yeah. or mm-hmm. that you hear, that you sing they're in singing, church. Uh, reckless love. And- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just that experiencing, experiencing God in a different side of, on a different side of the yeah. world, but also being able to realize that it's the same God that he's, you know, he's with everyone who believes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. God, God stretches us, mm-hmm. grows us through the experience and, and, you know, God has a very complex economy, <laughs> so to speak. You know, what he, what he equips people to do, God chooses to, uh, you know, use us. Uh, sure, God could do miraculous things and not even need us at all, but he chooses to use us, our words, our heart, and our hands. Mm-hmm. God uses for his kingdom's glory. And, uh, so find, find your place, find your place of delight in that. Well, thank you guys for yeah, thank you. talking with us today. We've enjoyed this yeah. conversation. Oh, it's been a delight to get fun. to know you guys. So <laughs> hopefully we'll have a couple more mission treks together. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Our thanks to you. <laughs>